love someone tonight with Baby, baby, I'm taken with the notion to talk today with an iconic recording artist, one whose music I've played over and over and over for years and years and years. Songs dedicated by callers to their sweethearts, to those that they love with the sweetest of devotion. While I've been given the honorary title of queen of sappy love songs, my guest today uh, became known at a very early stage in her career, like before she was even 20, I think, as the queen of Christian pop. She spent over 40 years so far in the music world. She's racked up six Grammys, 26 Dove Awards. It's been 30 years since Heart in Motion was released, which included her biggest worldwide hit that I just, you know, tried to sing a few little notes of Baby, Baby, a song she wrote about her baby. And we're going to talk about that today. She's going to be celebrating the album uh, Heart in Motion all through 2021, the 30-year anniversary. We are going to have so much fun chatting with my friend Amy Grant today, but I need to stop for a minute. (laughs) I'm cracking myself up here. Stop for a minute and give some love to one of my fabulous podcast sponsors. You've heard me say that it's when the sky is nightest that the stars are brightest. But for many people around the world, it can be hard to see the light amidst the darkness. Mercy Ships is an organization that gives people renewed hope. Mercy Ships turns ships into floating hospitals and then sends them to the poorest countries in the world to provide free surgeries that save lives and change lives. They are transforming communities by training local doctors who continue the good work long after these ships leave port. This hope goes beyond patients and their families. It also inspires surgeons, nurses, the entire team involved. It's all sustained by the generosity of volunteers and donors. And what's most amazing is that anyone can get involved. I encourage you to visit mercyships.org love to learn how you can be a part of this great work. Hello there. Hey, Delilah. I'm so sorry I screwed the time up. I'm just shoving some chili down my throat. (laughs) Can I have 15 more seconds to just take four big bites? Amy, take all the time you need to finish your chili. I'll just just entertain our listeners in the meantime. Um, Go ahead. She's enjoying her homemade chili, her world-famous homemade chili. Mm-hmm. I've heard about it. Michael W. Smith has bragged about it. But did she offer to share the recipe? No. No, did she offer to send me, like, freeze some and send it in a sealed container or something? No, no, she didn't do that either. All right, I think she's done. Amy Grant, welcome back from your chili bowl. Welcome to Love Someone with Delilah. Okay, whew. I was, thank you that I was working on some some hangry behavior. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw a T-shirt online the other day. I almost ordered it for my uh, daughter, Shayla. It says, I'm sorry about what I said when I was hungry. 
And if it had said when I was hangry, I would have ordered it for her. Yes, yes. Because she doesn't get hungry. She gets, she goes from zero to hangry in five minutes. And she's got a little one who's uh, almost three who is just like her. I'm like, somebody find some protein right now. Find me some, I don't care, some, some, yeah. some chicken strip, something. Yep. I'm speaking my language, sister. <laughs> <laughs> uh welcome to uh to love someone amy it's been a while since we caught up i think the last time i talked to you was when i saw you uh on your christmas tour a couple of years ago yes i know and i've seen your face recently with a people magazine article and i wish i could just wrap my arms around you i wish you could too i would take that in a heartbeat I was talking to uh, to a lady I just love, a girl named Bree, uh, last night. She spent her whole career in the movie industry, in the TV industry. And she said something that just blew my mind. She said, I almost didn't want to come to your house. I almost didn't want to get to know you. I said, why? She said, because I've been so disappointed with people I've met through this industry where you have these expectations of them and then you get to see, you know, behind the screen, they move the curtain and, and they're just not real. I started laughing and I said, you know what? I am so blessed that I have people in my world, in my life, in my career, in my inner circle who are as real and as wonderful and genuine as you imagine them to be. And I was looking, I had been looking online at some stuff that you've done because I was thinking about this interview. And you and and Michael are are that way. You you are as kind and as beautiful and as real as as somebody would imagine you to be. And you never in all the times I've seen you on stage, off stage, interviews, casually with your husband, with Michael W. Smith, you have consistently been a beautiful soul. And I appreciate that about you. Mm, thank you. Well, hey, um, it's easier to be one person. <laughs> it is. Like, oh, yeah. How hard is that for people to pretend and to put on this act and then, you know, when the, the cameras aren't rolling or whatever, to be somebody completely different, that's like that's like a lot of energy. Unless you've got a multiple personality disorder, that's a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, uh, and all of us it, um, that have public lives, uh, we do have, like you said, uh, a circle of people around us that know us. Nothing is a surprise, and on the days when you feel the lowest or, you know, you you have people that you trust to embrace all that, too, you know, because everybody's pendulum swings wide. And, and, uh, and you know, it's funny. I think when you have people in your life that have constantly been um, supportive and, and nurturing it makes that it makes me want to be that way to other people. If I go, oh no, yeah, I had a big dose of that. I was born into a family of that, 
and everybody should have that. Um, so, so you have that obviously uh, with your hubby. How many years? Twenty, twenty years now. You and Vince. Twenty-one years. I know, but I'm telling you, I don't think, I don't think we really felt like an old married couple until COVID, <laughs> because we had a chance. You know, always he's packing a bag, leaving town. I'm packing a bag, leaving town. And there was just always so much coming and going. And it was it was such a it was really a, one of the many hidden gifts of COVID for us to be in the same place for a whole year. Same here. My hubby and I have been together not 21 years, but uh, going on 14 years married and almost what in the 18 19 years together i don't even remember but same with us because we live in two different states his career is in one state and and my studio and my life is in another state and for our entire marriage we've had a commuter marriage and when covid hit i packed up the kids and headed to his ranch he has a cattle ranch it was weird <laughs> okay all I want to do is ask you a million details. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's just let's just let's just pretend we're not even recording this. What's the this the weirdest thing that you discovered about Vince that we can talk about during the shutdown or the the biggest challenge that you guys had? I think the biggest discovery for me was that, um, and I'm not proud of this. I think the things about Vince that I wished were different when we were always coming and going, cause I would be away from him. And then I, and when then I'd see him, I would like project something onto him. Oh, he doesn't quite fit that projection. Um, and, and what I found when I was with him all the time was that I, I felt like I really saw him, um, day in and day out, the subtle, beautiful things about his personality, day in and day out. And I know it sounds crazy, but to go 21 years and this has never struck you before, but when you're always coming and going, like for instance, I, I, I feel like he saves his best material for me, funny, silly, but he starts every day kind and humorous. Every single day. Um, he's a big talker, you know. He's not like, um, he's a good listener. If I feel super energetic about something that's going on, like I want, uh, I'll say, I just want you to know all about this. But he doesn't ask a lot of questions. And so I would find, you know, if we came together and he wasn't asking a lot of questions, I don't know, I would just be like, I wish you'd ask me more questions. I wish you were interested. But when you're together all the time, we just found our pattern of being together. And as crazy as it sounds, a lot of it was peaceful silence. And now when I'm away from him, I go, whoo, I miss that. It's crazy. Like, I mean, I don't know if that rings true for you. He can talk. He can. He also can talk and talk and talk. But... I just have such an appreciation for, I don't know, just the calm center. That he do you notice how quiet I'm being? Yeah, why? Do you are you relating to that? 
Because <laughs> <No. laughs> there is no way I'm opening my mouth now after that. I'm like, dang, that didn't go the way I, I thought it would. Oh, he sounds so sweet and lovely and lovable. And and here I was going to tell you how I didn't realize how grumpy my husband was since we've never lived together. (laughs) Can I tell you, it's so funny. I'm I'm telling you that discovery to go. I mean, I think Vince is, is harder on himself than he is on anybody else. But he is he's just a kind soul. I think for Paul, because my husband is older, um, and his children, he and his wife, his first wife had five children, and they're all grown and gone and very successfully living on their own. Um, for the four girls, they, they, I lost my stepson. He lost his only son um, yeah. December of 2019. But... Um, so when he came into my world, he had had already graduated in his mind from being a daily dad. Mm, yeah. Ooh. And and already was a grandpa, you know, when we met. And and so was I. I was a grandma when we met, but I had not finished raising the ones I had and I've adopted six more since we we met. And so when we lived apart, it was easy for him to be interactive and engaged for two or three or five or six days out of the month. But when we were all living together, nine of us in a 1,200 square foot house, all of a sudden he realized why he had, you know, only had five and and gotten them out the door before. (laughs) Woo, that's a lot going on. Yeah, that, that would be hard. And maybe this is, maybe you guys found this, Vince and I, the more concentrated time we spent together, we realized that we, um, we are so different from each other in how we like to spend our time in what energizes us. He has endless patience and stamina in the recording studio, endless stamina when it comes to something musical, perfecting a part, working on something, working on a song. And I'm like a dog in the backyard and 40 squirrels have just been released. I <laughs> Squirrel, squirrel, got to go do this, got to do that. So what What are the sorts of things that you have that endless capacity? Uh, my, because it's funny, my husband and I are actually very much alike in the things that we enjoy spending time doing. We both love big equipment. We both love like being in the dirt and and landscaping and 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 being outdoors and being you know down at the creek and planting trees we both you know we were very much alike in that way but i'm the same age you are if i could still give birth i would have 10 more kids and and paul's like no no five was plenty for me and now that i'm a stepdad to 15 more it's kind of a lot <laughs> a lot yeah yeah i yeah um <laughs> so so what are the things that you enjoy like you said he's got endless capacity for recording what are the things that that you just could spend 10 hours doing i love cooking um i'm i'm a lot more why are you so dang skinny then every time i see you you, you just you're you're so beautiful and thin and gorgeous i love cooking and you can tell by looking at me 
uh, I don't know what to say. I I got a fast metabolism. I do, and I I love to move. I love to hike. It would drive Vince crazy if I uh, ask him to do what I love doing every day. And I, I think that's what I've really discovered is when when I I think when we were both younger, because we met in our thirties and now we're in our sixties. And I I think we imagined that we would be inseparable because we were so drawn to each other. But what what I found in the the COVID year was that he's my favorite person to return to. But there's so many ways I, I just love for my days to have purpose. I've got a farm that I love to share, and I share it in such an eclectic way. This coming Sunday, we're having our very first elderly day retreat. I met a filmmaker, and he said, I want to take people from assisted living, like truly the elderly, out to be barefoot, around a campfire with a loved one, tell stories, have there be some music. And, you know, so I'm not, I'm, I'm just providing the place. What a, a, a precious, sweet way to share your blessings in a completely different way. I mean, when you share your music, you share your blessings. But think of the memories that's going to bring back for people who maybe grew up on a farm or had a farm or went to their grandma's farm. To be able to leave the confines of four walls. Yeah. Yeah, especially after the year we've had. And this man, Glenn, I met him through a friend of a friend, and he's a, he makes documentaries, and he's uh, been in the music business as a graphic artist for years. And, yeah, but just to go, oh, my gosh, our paths cross. So for, I feel like I'm always seeing the possibilities of enlarging the community circle, even though I I I'm I get regenerated and rejuvenated in solitude. I'm an introvert that likes people. Anyway, but it's just like all those things are, you know, that will lead to something else. That will lead to something else. I I, I had a friend that started coming out to the farm, and now we've made connections with the Nashville Rescue Mission, and we're getting ready to have a retreat there with ten women served by the rescue mission. And I'm so excited. I'm like, I have, believe it or not, 20 family tents in my basement because I'm such an outdoor freak. 20. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I get to put the tents up in the backyard. I get to wash the tents. You know, brrr, here goes my engine. Now, how are we going to make them all sleep comfortably? How are we going to do this? And Vince will come out in the backyard, you know, while I'm stretching the tents out, making sure we have all the poles. And he'll be like, I'm heading to the golf course. <laughs> you know, he loves he loves his patterns, and I'm, I'm not sure how to describe what I love, but it's just the matrix of all of our connectedness and how I believe we're all so essential to each other in how we connect and what we offer. And one person has plentiful of something else that another person, that they, they're, they have scarcity of that. And so I'm all about, oh, my gosh, connect the dots. Just connect the dots. There's everything we need if we could just communicate it. And, and so. Stone soup. Remember that story? Did you hear that story when you were little? Yes, I love that. That's what you are. You, you, are, you are the chef of stone soup. Mm. 
you could not have said anything to put a bigger smile on my face. Oh. That that's that's what your gift is. I mean, obviously, Amy Grant, who's won how many Grammys and how many twenty six Dove Awards, but what you just described of of figuring out who's got this talent, who's got this gift, who's got this need, where is their scarcity, where can my abundance flow into that scarcity? That's that's a stone stone soup chef. Yeah, yeah. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. What's funny, because I think just talking about scarcity and abundance, I don't even know when this really felt like a lightning bolt in my brain. But I keep looking at like the situations in the world that feel like like the, like homelessness or um, you just go, oh, some things seem insurmountable. Some things, you know, uh, respectful race relations. Just you just name it. It's so easy to look at all of the failed attempts and the ongoing problems and just. But I don't know. Something has shifted in this last year in me, and I just go, "What if every one of us were just willing to consider the possibility of saying a simple yes for good that came to us individually, uniquely to us? That if we just said, I'm just going to risk saying yes.' You know, I mean, to me, that's where the adventure is. The adventure is." starting a conversation in the elevator with someone that looks different from you. Amen. Relax and say, how's your day going? If we all just did things differently. 
If we all said yes to the possibility of kindness, if we all said yes to the possibility of sharing, of not hoarding our resources, of sharing whatever it is that God has blessed us with. Yes. And here's the other thing. I think the first time you say yes, and I think it's a mystery how it comes to you, whatever it is, just that it's like, huh, just out of the blue, it occurred to me to do this instead of that. I don't even know what it was. But something, I think that uh, that's when the adventure begins, is the first time you go slightly outside of your own script, your own thermostat, temperature-controlled environment that we all have tried to create around ourselves, and it separates us from each other. The first time you say, I'm a little nervous, but I'm going to show up at this table. I don't know if I have the skill set, but I'm going to try this thing. Everything you need to do it will show up. Yeah. Like when I, the first time I went to Africa, Amy, I was so scared. I was so, I didn't even have a passport. I had only traveled out of the United States to Canada a couple of times and to Mexico a couple of times. That's it. I had no travel experience. I had no no knowledge of what a developing country was like. And it was people at World Vision that said, um, why don't you, you know, I went to them and asked them for, for help for somebody that had contacted me in West Africa. And they said, well, why don't you go and see what the conditions are like and see what you could do? And you might as well said, why don't you get on a spaceship and go live on Mars to me? It was just such a foreign, like, no, I'm a, I'm a single mom and I've got a career. And, and I said, yes. Yeah. And it changed everything. It changed everything. Yes. It's saying yes. Oh my gosh. And look, didn't it suddenly make your, your entire life less gray and, and you see the edges of technicolor. And the more you step into yes, the more vivid and vibrant your life gets. Oh, boy, did it get vivid and did it get vibrant and did it get filled with purpose and passion and joy and six children and yeah. a whole different way of looking at things, um, a whole different understanding of of family and dynamics and culture and music and traditions and food and everything, everything changed the moment. It didn't even change the minute I got to Ghana. It changed the moment I said yes to the possibility of stepping outside that comfort zone. Yeah. So what was the biggest yes that you can think of that has has impacted you and your family that you said? Delilah, the way my brain works at two o'clock in the morning, I'll go, that's the answer I should have said, but I just don't, my brain doesn't work that way. So I'm just going to say a recent yes was I have a friend. So all of our kids, you know, have launched five. um, And um, I can fix that for you. I can, I can, I can fix that for you. If you got that empty nest there, I can fill it right back up. Oh Lord. Yeah. Well, so the, so the summer my father died in 2018, I traveled to see two friends of mine from college 
uh, one in North Carolina and one in uh, New Hampshire. And I was so struck by their hospitality. Uh, it was so beautiful to me in its simplicity, but it was all about the welcome. I came home and said, okay, I'm going to take these kids' rooms and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get comfort, you know, new mattresses. I mean, most everybody took their beds. I'm going to, I'm going to go through, I'm going to box up, you know, nobody needs seventh grade math papers. They don't want them, you know, just to go through the clutter, um, to make the rooms, their, the old bedrooms just, uh, available. I was so moved by this trip when I was welcomed into people's homes. So I have made those bedrooms available. So has Vince. A lot of invitations. You know, hey, if you're coming to town, young artists, young musicians. A friend of mine called, and she said, from she called from the Washington, D.C. area, and she said, a friend of mine's daughter is in a band, and she and her bandmate are coming to Nashville. And she asked, do I know anybody there? And it was the first time it wasn't, I didn't know any of these people except my friend. And I thought, just say yes. Just say yes. Just say You got a room, you got a bedroom, you got a new comforter. Yes. Yes, you can come. Yes. But that might seem like not a big deal, but to somebody that it's one thing, even if you can, you control your openness. Now what I am saying at 60 is, the things that come to me, I'm going to trust are for me. The things that come to me, like I don't have the, I don't want to, I don't want to waste precious energy chasing something, but if it's meant for me, I mean, I work hard, trust me. But, and so I said, yes. Now I told Vince, Hey, we've got two girls. They're going to be showing up very soon. And it was so beautiful that he was the one to greet them, that they were, so lovely. I now love their music. Vince had his birthday. They made his birthday pie. And I went, oh my gosh, they're, I feel so protective of them. And they're the ages of my children. And they're, they're making beautiful music. And I, I can think about them. I can pray for them the rest of their lives, every time I hear their songs. And I'm so, I'm just so glad the circle widened. And I'm so grateful to my friend that she asked me, you know, and I've got friends whose guest rooms are full every weekend. I mean, they're bleary eyed, they're exhausted from company, you know, so I I mean, everybody has to find their way. But, you know, hotels are expensive. And And when you're young and starting out and wanting to to learn and grow, uh, it's not even that hotels are expensive, but the value of your pouring your your heart into them there's 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 no way you can calculate that yep my guest today is amy grant we're going to pause for a moment to share a word from one of the sponsors that makes this podcast possible i've discovered a great new hair solution for thicker healthier hair it's nutrafol it's designed to help you grow healthier hair 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. 
Many rave that the supplement not only transforms their hair, but helps restore their confidence. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding. Healthier hair growth takes time, and many experience thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair by going to Nutrafol.com and use promo code HOPE. To save $15 off your first month subscription, this is their best offer anywhere. And it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code HOPE. Amy, we were just sharing a conversation about the power of saying yes, and I wanted to share an example of that with you. Yes. My son, um, Zach, the, the the boy that the People magazine had asked me about, was somebody who said yes to every possibility. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't even have no in his vocabulary. <laughs> if there was an opportunity that presented itself, didn't matter how crazy, how dangerous, how um, silly, how foolish. Yes. Yes, I'll try it. Yes, I'll climb it. Yes, I'll go there. And a friend of mine called and said, uh, have you heard the African Children's Choir? You've been to Africa. You have a ministry in Africa. Have you heard them? I said, actually, I have. It's been a few years. And she said, well, they're going to be in a church in town today. She said, I just found out that they're going to be at this church. And I said, okay, what time? And she said, oh, in about half an hour. I'm like, all right, I'm going to throw on a skirt and grab my kids and let's head out the door. So I grabbed my kids. We went down to the church, um, you know, knew several people there. And the African Children's Choir performed beautifully. Oh, my gosh. What a treat it was. And what a treat it was because at the time I had adopted four children out of Africa, uh, a different region, a different country, but very much the same music, same culture. And afterwards, I was talking with some people. I was standing there. And um, the choir director came up to me and said, are you Delilah? And I said, yes. He says, thank you so much for the invitation. I'm like, what invitation? He says, your son invited us over to your your house. He said, you have a farm and that we could bring the kids in the choir over for lunch. He said, normally the church that we perform at does that. But this was a surprise today. We didn't even know we were coming here. Um, and so the pastor didn't have time to organize anything. And your son said, you would. And I look over at Zach, who was maybe eight, nine, grinning ear to ear. He had invited 26 children and 10 advisors to our house for lunch. Oh, my gosh. I love this. Okay, so then so tell me what your brain did. So my brain said, okay, I uh, got to make a couple of quick phone calls. <laughs> I called my husband who was at home and said, um, Paul, could you like maybe pick the dirty laundry up off the floor real quick? Tidy up a little bit. I got to call a few people and uh, 
and I'm going to swing by the store. He said, what's going on? I said, oh, we've got some people coming over for lunch. And he's like, who, someone from the church? I said, well, you could say that. 26 children and 10 advisors. And he's like, okay, I'm picking up the dirty laundry. (laughs) And I went to the store, and because I had spent so much time in Africa, I knew what they would uh, enjoy eating and um, had rice here. So just put on a huge pot of rice and cooked up some beans and started a fire out in the backyard and they roasted hot dogs and very, very simple, simple meal. But they played and they sang and they danced and they played with my kids. And when it came time to go, my son that had invited them was crying. He didn't want them to go. It's like, no, you just became a part of our family. You can't go now. You have to spend the night. Oh, 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 oh man, what an open heart. Uh, he was an open heart. And he said, like I said, he he said yes to every possibility. And at his service, my sister said uh, that she wanted to live with the same courage and abandonment that he had lived his life with. Uh. That's inspiring. That's really beautiful. So your kids are grown and they have flown the nest. What are they doing? Oh, goodness. Uh, Jenny, Jenny Gill, my I do daughter. um, She's such a great singer. She toured with me for 10 years, but she loves film and editing. And so she started a production company and she's got a couple of videos on CMT right now. Um, it's funny, you can be good at something, but that's not your, the thing you're most passionate about. And she's good at a lot of things, but she is passionate about film, cameras, video, and especially editing. And so we're just, um, she has two kids, our grandkids, Wyatt and Everly, six and three. Um, and then I have a daughter, Millie, who is lovely and also a new bride and, um, just, and wasn't it Millie that you told me you wrote Baby Baby for many years ago? Yes. Millie is like, she's always been like a concealed weapon. She's just under five feet. Like she went, thanks that everybody in the family's tall except me. But she's got a wicked sense of humor. You know, once every few years, she will say, I love you. She is not, you know, who she's just not, she's not wired that way. But Millie's the one that... I came in, it was my birthday night, and she had cooked, and I had probably had worked, and there was a birthday cake cooked by her with candles on the table and photographs of my favorite friends, like, scattered with flowers on the table. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. You know, I, like... So she made a little birthday party for you. Made a birthday With your friends. Um, she gave her kidney to her best childhood friend. I mean... So, yeah. Um, then the baby girl, Karina, is just singing every chance she gets. She's, in, she's studying music in school, and, uh, and she just released her very first song. It's called Swallow the Sun, and she just goes by Karina, C-O-R-R-I-N-A. And Karina, just, she just has one song on Spotify called Swallow the Sun. So life is good. Life is full. And how eager are you to get back out and and be able to perform? Oh, I can't wait. Um, I love what music does to people. I love what it does 
with people. I love just the connected feeling of everybody participating, whether they're singing along or just listening, but just involved in a song. I've done so many Zoom performances, and it is not the same. It's just (laughs) the same. Oh, your energy when your shoes come off, that's when that's when the magic starts to happen. When you're on stage and your energy, I loved uh, I loved the way that the last show that I went to, um, Jordan Smith and then Michael W. and you, the way you played off each other and the energy that you shared with each other that we all became a part of, just it's the best. It's the best. It is. Yeah, you know. It is. It's fun to make music with people that you love, and it's it, it, and and to me, music just that's just a great backdrop for a an, an evening long conversation. And yeah, I know. I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. As soon as you get something booked and dates on the calendar, call me so I can we can talk about it on the radio and and people can go safely and. And be a part of that evening-long conversation with you, Amy. Thank you. Thank you. I, I actually do have shows booked now in August, September, October, November, December. So Yay! Where? Wh- how can folks find you? How can I find you? I'm sure they're all on my website, which I am not the one that put them on there, but I'm positive. Because I've pe- I've had people say, hey, I've got, I got tickets for your show at the Caverns, which is this underground theater that I've never played before. Um, but a lot of these shows, it was... Is it really a cavern? Yes. I oh, cool. The temperature is going to be like whatever that underground temperature is, you know? Cool, cool. You'll want to wear a sweater or a parka over your pretty dress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but, uh, yep, yeah, so lots of shows. All the way, I think the Christmas shows are already on sale and almost sold out the 12 Christmas shows at the Ryman. I think people are just going, I can get out. I can go buy a ticket to something, you know? So we're about to launch into a whole lot of musical fun. Well, everybody who has missed music, go see Amy, go see her shows. Um, 30 year anniversary of a fabulous album. Yeah. It's funny because we had, we had a set list for the tour that didn't happen. Um, but we'll we'll be back in rehearsals uh, in July, and this is the 30th anniversary of probably the largest selling record I've ever had. So I think we're going to go back and dust off a bunch of those songs. And you know, man, every year that goes by, I just pinch myself, going, I still get to do something I love. Now I've had to drop the keys. <laughs> I can't play the same high notes I used to sing, but oh man, music is timeless. I uh, I just signed a, a long term contract for radio, and same thing. I pinch myself. I get to keep. I get paid to do what I love, yep. to do what I love every night. Yep. And and talk to people that I love. I get I get to I get paid to do this. It's a good thing. It is, and uh, and you know now there are generations that feel about you and your voice that it feels like coming home because you've been doing what you've been doing for a long time. That's really the payoff and the gift that nobody tells you when you start doing something young and you just don't ever stop doing it, that actually you do feel the impact, not with the whole world, but with a lot of people, you you just have such a, a longevity of experiences together. 
Yeah, it really is. It's, it's generational. And it's the same with your concerts. I mean, I took my kids and my grandkids to your last concert, and I saw so many people that had three and four generations there loving you and 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 singing along with every song because, you know, we've been around the block three times maybe four. Yep. All right. Enjoy your camp out, your big camp out with all your tents. Enjoy the seniors coming for the the cookout, the barbecue in the backyard. And um, just be blessed. Be blessed beyond measure. Thank you. Thank you, honey. God bless you. Great to be with you. What a delightful conversation. Thank you again, Amy Grant, popular and beloved contemporary Christian music artist. She often wrote and performed with Michael W. Smith, started out in the 80s, and she had a goal to become the first Christian singer-songwriter who was also successful as a contemporary pop singer. And boy, did she achieve that. Find a Way, her album released in 1985, became the first non-Christmas Christian song to hit Billboard's Top 40 and reached number seven on the adult contemporary chart. She scored her first Billboard number one song a year later with the Next Time I Fall, a duet she did with Chicago's Peter Cetera. For the following decades, she churned out hit after hit. Heart in Motion was released in 1991. It became a worldwide sensation. Five million copies were sold. She celebrated five top 20 hits, which became some of the all-time requested songs on my show. To this day, I get requests for Baby Baby, Every Heartbeat, Good For Me, That's What Love Is For, and I Will Remember You. Amy's musical career spans more than 40 years and stretches from her gospel roots into becoming an iconic pop star. She's a songwriter. She's a television personality. Mostly, she's a good person. I am so, so fortunate to have been on this journey with her along the way, playing her music, taking dedications night after night for her songs, going to her shows. I can't even tell you how many uh, Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith concerts that I have been to over the years. And I can call her a friend. Amy is celebrating Heart in Motion's 30th birthday all year with fun throwbacks, reissues, outtakes, live versions, and more. You can find it all by checking in with Amy on Facebook at Amy Grant, Instagram at Amy Grant Official, and Twitter at Amy Grant. Amy, thank you again for spending this time with us. Hopefully everyone listening to this podcast will also join me on the radio every night. And I'll be back with a new podcast shortly. God bless you. Delilah.